Hello, you gorgeous warrior women. It is Karen McCoy here broadcasting from Vancouver Island, Canada for our next installment of Over 40 Fit and Lean Lifestyle Podcast for 40 Plus Women. This is where we lose body fat, we build shapely muscle, and we look and feel amazing at 40, 50, 60 plus. This is for us change agents, us pioneer women, as you, as you like to, as I like to call it anyways, we are pioneer women. So today I want to talk about the struggle. The struggle is real. And so here's what I've watched as a phenomenon for years. And I, I got to admit, I was in it too for a long time. I got my dog by my feet and she's just not letting me move. Um, the struggle of trying to get your body to comply, trying to lose the weight, trying to understand what food plan or what diet should I do and trying to get to the gym to get all the workouts in, all this kind of stuff. This creates a struggle mentality. And if you look around at everybody who is not happy in their physique or they wanna change things or aging is getting them down, um, there is this idea that they have to struggle in order to see results. And I see this all the time and I hear it sometimes with new women coming into the program. It's like I'm putting them in a fucking prison. It's like, well, I'll never be able to have fun again. I'll never be able to have chocolate cake again. Um, how will I ever continue with it because I won't like it? And there's all these, you know, it's it's either Anthony Robbins talks about this pain or pleasure, right? And I say to them, I'm not putting you in a prison here. And we have to reframe that. We have to shift it. So I go through a whole exercise with them where I want them to start taking what they're saying, which again is regurgitated from mainstream and often from the people in our lives that we love, but they too are regurgitating, I call it the group think. They're just regurgitating and it's almost like, uh, for some, suffering makes it worthwhile. Suffering through means that I'm really doing the work. You can do the work with ease and flow. Now, that's something I had to teach myself uh, a long time ago. And I still have to remind myself of that because I'm a workhorse. I am a workhorse. And that was what I learned from my daddy. And I love work. Work gives me meaning. I'm, I'm Taurus. I'm, I'm a Taurus son. Taurus moon, born in the year of the ox. Mm, can you say hit, hit the head against the wall? <laughs> That's me. So I've had to learn to um, understand that you can get to where you want to be, whether it's making money, whether it's having a great relationship, whether it's having a great body, through ease and flow. And I talk about this a lot in, in my other podcasts. I'm sure you've heard me talk about, are you coming from resistance or flow? because it's they're both energy but you get to choose but we're in a um we're in a world where you got to work hard and long to get what you want now i'm not saying you don't have to do the hard work it's true especially if you're moving up through your career or you're um you know in the process of up leveling your income or whatever it happens to be sure you know, you, you, you will have to work hard. When I was building, I'm still building, I'm always building a business, but in the first few years, it was seven days a week for years, guys. But I was committed to what I was doing, but I also knew that the hard work up front would soon level out 
into flow and ease. And you can work hard and come from a place of flow still as well. But a lot of people work hard and come from this suffering mentality, this struggle mentality. And when it comes to trying to get a great uh, body transformation, when it comes to um, recomping your body, when it comes to losing weight, when it comes to, oh my gosh, the food is probably the biggest one and lack of motivation to exercise. But the food is the biggest one where it's like, oh, you know, it's just so hard. I don't like the foods. I feel restricted. Um, I'm always hungry or, um, oh, I binged out on the weekend and it's Monday morning and I'm now really feeling really shitty about it, both in my body and I'm, I'm in, you know, shame and guilt and why did I do that and all of that. That's the struggle. That's the struggle and it's real. So when we look at our food, when when I coach women through their stories and their language and their meaning, that's why we have to do the deeper work, guys. This is the psychology piece. And yeah, you can learn it from a book, but you can't apply it to yourself. It's kind of like, you know, you can't tickle yourself, right? Because we're not objective with self. And this is the coaching piece that I love, love, love. Uh, you know, it's funny when I was a little girl, I wanted to be two things. I wanted to be um, a wolf biologist. I just have a thing for wolves. And um, I guess that's why I have so many dogs. And I also wanted to be a um, psychologist because I loved human nature and I love watching people. It's just so fascinating to me. And now I get to work with women who have all of this shit coming forward from years of conditioning guys. And this isn't a therapy session. This is not lay on the couch and let's talk about your childhood and here's a box of Kleenex. Okay. We don't, we don't do that. And, and that has its place and I'm not knocking you therapists. Please don't send me a bunch of emails. I've gone through my bouts of therapy over my many years on this planet for sure. Uh, worthwhile. But as an empowerment coach, we have a very different way of doing things. We work from the body, not from the head. And that's why the training and the food is really important because this body is important. And we learn the signals and the language of the body because that shows us how we're off course. So consider this. When you're up against something that you don't want to do, right? you don't want to do the laundry or you don't want to do a six day at work or you really don't want to go to the gym. Where in your body do you feel it? Where is it sitting? This is your first lesson as your empowerment coach. That is your clue that you're in resistance and resistance is usually a tightening, right? A tightening in the solar plexus, which is down in the rib cage. Uh, it's also our power center, ironically, and that's where <clears throat> our position of choice is. And so we can feel resistance and we can procrastinate, we can deflect, we can make excuses. All that is resistance as well. And so this is where um, we come to know self and we come to understand, oh, and we don't look at it like it's bad. It's just a habit. It's a thought, guys. It's not us, okay? It's just what we've adopted unconsciously and it's on remote control. And so what we can do is we can look at it and go, oh, I'm in resistance again. What's really going on here, right? Um, and if you own it and just say, I don't want to go to the gym today, huh? freedom, right? You don't have to if you don't want to. But if you say, well, I really should go to the gym and I don't want to go to the gym and you carry that energy with you, that resistance, it sits in your body and it sits in your head and it's 
it's um, strengthening the hardwiring in your brain that already says there's a resistance roadway here and I'm back in it, right? So we have to create a new way and this is where the flow comes in. So when we work with food, when we work with the body, when we work with motivation or willpower, when we work with trying to change and understand, when we make the unconscious conscious, because 95% of our thoughts are unconscious, guys, okay? When we say, I don't have willpower or, or motivation, it's not about, that doesn't get you to the unconscious. It doesn't. People go, well, I know why. I, I know why. It's because I don't have any willpower. Well, where, where's the roots in that? What are the roots in that? And that's where we can get to it because you can't change what you can't see. If something is 10 feet away from you, you can't change it. You have to bring it in close, right? And then you can look at it and then you can converse with it and just see it as a thing. It's just a thing. Don't make it a roadblock. We tend to make things a roadblock because we're in a society that loves and puts up roadblocks. And who you hang with, if they're putting up roadblocks, then you are too, because we love to be in the group doing the same thing. That's another habit. And so in my work, we have another community. I always say, come to the other side. <laughs> There's a lot of us living uh, and doing differently at our age, but we're on the other side of it. We're the minority. The 95%'s over there, right? And they're struggle and suffering, and they think that that is why they can't get to what they want to in their body and their health. Or they look at aging as a shitty thing, as a time of contraction, as a time of growing older and, and your body starts to deceive you. Um, it's not as flexible and not as energized. There are changes with aging for sure, but it doesn't have to be what you see out there. And what you see out there, you are going to follow. So with my women, we go into um, looking at what does healthy aging mean. We look at, you know, how did we view it from our, our grandmas and our mothers? Because it, they're not wrong. It's just what we adopted. And it's not what people tell us. It's not what our parents tell us. Our parents may say, you're worthy. You can be and do and have anything you want because you have that goal of success and you deserve it. They may say it, but if they're not living it, if they're downsizing, if they're minimizing their voice, if they never got to where they wanted to get to and they're resentful and angry instead of accepting, that is what you're going to digest, guys. Because the unconscious, this is something my dad taught me a long, long time ago. Bless his soul, he, he left us way too early many years ago. He was only 47 when he died, but his gems stay with me and he's still around. He's still, yeah, I'm, woo, I'm from BC, okay? Uh, he still visits me um, and confirms what, what I know and what I'm growing into. There's three ways, <laughs> three ways, <laughs> what, what the heck was that? I can't count. Three ways to learn from least effective to most effective. So the least effective is somebody um, telling you what to do, okay? Like your parents telling you what to do. I never listened to my parents in my 20s either. And then the next is watching it in action with somebody else. And you can see it and go, oh, that's a deeper learning. And then the third and best learning is when you go through it yourself. So the experience of walking through, I always say you learn to do by doing, not by reading, <laughs> not by dreaming, not by hoping, you learn to do by doing. 
And so it's really important that we come to understand that the struggle or the idea of the struggle or the story of the struggle, you know, how many people at your workplace, how's, how's a diet going? Oh, I messed up this weekend. Oh, I just, you know, it's, it's so hard. I have women coming into the program saying it's so hard. No, what you did for 30 years was hard. Okay. That story ends now, as soon as you walk in the door with me, because unless you change your verbiage, unless you do a reframe, you are going to carry that energy and that meaning with you. And you're going to create or recreate or continue that reality. So I'm really big on mindset guys. And I, I have had to learn it over the years and I never stop learning. I catch myself now though. I can catch myself going down the rabbit hole. I can catch myself feeling like a victim. You bet. We all feel like a victim at times, guys, but now I won't let it take me away like the wind. Now I can go, uh, 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 oh, Miss Victim, right? She has a name, Miss, Miss Victim. I don't need you. Thank you. I see you. You popped in just to remind me what victim looks like and to remind me that this is a choice and oh, I'm just going to put you on the back burner. There you go. So our personas or our masks or whatever you want to call it, we don't make them wrong. We don't make our stories wrong. We don't make our past wrong. It has defined us and created us through this life. And we have um, gotten strong through all of that. And we've survived through a lot of uh, crazy stuff that a lot of people have to deal with, right? Life is not easy. My dad always used to say, thank you, dad. Thanks for reminding me <laughs> that um, nobody said life was fair. It's not, it's not fair. So get over it. Right. And stop being a victim and start being a victor. Start making choices from what do you want? What's important to you? And what does that look like? Make choices from your 2.0 version of you and not your 1.0 version of you. The 1.0 is where you are and, and, and you want to change. You want to move through. You want to do differently. You want to live differently, better body, uh, more money, whatever, better um, career. Then you have to show up and make decisions, not from where you're at, but from where you're seeing you want to be. So in my day, back in the day, as they say, in the 80s, oh God, I'm, yeah, I know. I'm aging myself, was when uh, I first got into bodybuilding. There was, there was no Facebook. There was no YouTube. There was, not, there was just you know commercials on TV. There was nothing. And what I did for inspiration was, you know, some of you guys know this. Do you remember Muscle and Fitness? Do you remember Iron, uh, Iron Man? Uh, shape came a lot later, but it was um, Muscle and Fitness was the big one. And that was Joe Weider's uh, publication. And also then Shape came along and that was Robert Kennedy. Um, and I followed Robert Kennedy because he was a photographer of the bodybuilders, you know, the, the Franco Colombo and, and Frank Zane and Arnold, all those guys, Mike Menser. He was the photographer and he's a tall, tall um, English guy. And he took amazing photos and then he just fell in love with bodybuilding and he started his own publishing company, started Shape Magazine. And you might know his wife, Tosca Reno, the clean living goddess. Some of you guys haven't heard of her, but this was like back in, in the nineties and two thousands. And, um, I met, I met Robert, had a good chat with him, um, hung out with him for a while. And that, that was like six months before he died. I don't even know he knew he, he had, um, cancer. 
I met Toscarino as well. And, uh, but I really wanted to see Robert. Everybody was in line to see Tosca and not a lot of people knew Robert or his history. And, and I've been around a lot longer than a lot of those, those women that were at the show. And they were all lining up for Toscarino, the clean eating guru with the books and the videos. And I see Robert standing off to the side and he's got his arms folded and he's watching his wife. And I'm, and I walked up to him and I said, hi, Robert. And he's like, oh, like he didn't know anybody would know him. And, um, it was really a lovely, lovely chat. And he, he, uh, gave me some wonderful advice and, um, he actually told me, you know, talk to my people at the magazine. I'd love to do a, a photo shoot with you. And I'm like, whoa, cool. That would be really cool. Uh, but he died shortly after that. So it was a memorable time. What a beautiful man, generous, kind, soft-spoken man, but he was there showcasing um, a show with his wife and this is where I started to learn in the 20s and 30s that I needed to, to feel inspired. There weren't a lot of people. I was living in Banff, Alberta at the time. We had a little gym, little gym about the size of my office. And I'm like, how am I going to make this work? How am I ever going to get onto stage, which is what I wanted to do. How am I ever going to get onto stage and win, which is what I wanted to do. Yeah. And uh, do it in a way that won't disrupt my work or, or my relationship I was in, all that kind of stuff. And I had the magazines every night, every night, every night, every night. I would just, that, that's how I got my inspiration. I would just look through them every lunch at work because I, I was working, of course. Um, and I would just go through and see all these pictures. And then after Muscle and Fitness, there was another one. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, one word. What the heck was it? Flex? I can't remember. And I had those two and I still have them in my basement from the 80s. I know. Uh, I'm sure they're not worth money, but to me, I kind of go through and I can see the changes in the industry and all the people, and a lot of them aren't with us anymore. But those were the people, those pages in that magazine inspired me. I could not wait until the next one came out the next month. And I really didn't know what I was doing, but I was kind of putting it together myself. There were no coaches back then. The, you know, coaches were usually the girlfriend's boyfriend. And, <laughs> um, women weren't really into it, but, uh, in Alberta, there was, eh, there was a good following of it. So that was kind of where I, I did my, did my thing in Alberta and I got inspired. And so I was lifted up because I was so inspired by these magazines. And, um, and then I got a coach in Calgary and I would go see her every two weeks. And that was inspirational as well. I would do some posing, stuff like that. And I go to the gym and I was inspired by the other women in the gym. There weren't many of us, that's for sure. I actually got kicked out of a gym in my early 20s because I was, um, what did he say? I was a diversion to the male clientele. I was the only woman in there. And no, I do not train in skimpy clothes. Anybody who knows me, I am just like in sweatpants and a baggy shirt, man. Uh, so that was interesting. I wonder where that trainer is now because the majority of gym users are women. So it really is important that you understand you can do it the hard way or you can do it a way that inspires you. And that's what I uh, endeavor to do in my coaching is to inspire women of any age, really, but women of um, older years to understand and know and trust that they can move into a body transformation and be just be insanely proud of their work and have the work ethic 
and show up and no we're not perfect trust me we i'm not perfect i have my fallaways but i've been doing it long enough that if i do fall away i don't beat myself up because i know i'll be back because that is the muscle i've i've built is that commitment muscle so like any other muscle in the gym you have to build your commitment muscle tenacity courage um getting slightly uncomfortable moving into um different ways of doing things and so all of those muscles are the unseen muscles and those are the muscles that we have to develop ladies and aging is a process that we can move along with and accept and be in flow with and most certainly there are things that we can't do at this age um, or i wouldn't put my women through honestly when i see some of the younger girls and some of the exercises moves that they're doing what's happening now is a lot of cool girls are putting together a lot of cool moves to be filmed and put up on TikTok and reels. And, but I look at that and go, there's no understanding of biochemistry there. You're going to hurt your knees, but these women are young. And so we have to be very careful as well of what we're viewing because just because they've got, you know, a cute little ass, well, they're 21 years old guys. Okay. <laughs> like, we're not. And um, kudos to those women because they are setting a new standard for young women. And I think it's great because in my day, we just hung around McDonald's or the mall. That's what I did. Um, and <laughs> nowadays, they're hanging out in gyms. Perfect. It's perfect. That's, that's the way I, I like to see it for sure. So to conclude, you can either be in struggle and suffering and be in resistance in a body transformation strategy or you can be in flow and ease doesn't mean the work is going to be easy because to lift weights is work guys okay it is and to show up even when you don't want to yeah it takes work but that it it, it you get over it fast as you build the muscles required to live as what i call a lifestyle athlete women who are doing this well into the 46 50 60 70s um, we've all seen that 86 year old bodybuilder too, right? And here's the deal. You can either age like the majority and, um, it's not pretty. It's not, I have family members in that place and it's not, it's not pretty guys because you need to put some kind of stress, a good stress, a good stress of choosing the right foods, of managing your foods and your portions, managing your sleep, your hydration and moving your body beyond just walking uh, walking isn't enough guys. I mean, if you love walking, absolutely. I prefer walking over cardio for sure. When I talk cardio, I'm talking the treadmill or, you know, all of that, just mindless stuff. And some of you like doing that too, but in my world, we do very little of it. Um, and it works better for aging women. And, uh, I, ha I have a mother who walked her whole life and she's now crippled up in, in a walker. Um, at 84, it's just not enough. Sometimes we have to put a bigger stress in there and move our bodies in different ways to delay or change the aging arc for sure. So just decide, do you want to be in struggle and suffering or, and, and normalize that? Or do you want to be in resistance or sorry, be, <laughs> or be in flow and ease? because it's a choice it's a mindset choice but there is a skill set and a shift in how your brain is wiring and firing that's why i always do a beliefs detox when women come to work with me uh, and they go through they continue to go through but the first week is where are you at what do we need to uproot what do we need to insert 
How do we update that operating system and what does that look like? Because this is the foundation, guys. This is the foundation for everything. Healthy relationships, healthy relationship with money, financial abundance, um, fulfilling career or work, um, the world, your relationship with the world, and of course, a body transformation. And I always say, you can't have a physical transformation without an emotional transformation. That is the, that's the foundation. That's the 80%. 20% is the strategy, the exercise, the food, right? And the 80% is the mindset. And that's why I'm always so big on it. Okay, you guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I have to go and get firewood because the nights are getting chilly and I got a lot of firewood to cut because this winter, I don't know, they said on the West Coast, it's supposed to be easier. On the East Coast, you guys are getting pretty hard hit, which often happens, but we, we are chilly. We are chilly and I love myself a good fire. And yes, I chop my own wood. No, I don't chop down my own trees. Uh, they cut it into rounds and then I chop the wood. And I guess that's one of the benefits of exercising in the gym and being strong and being able to stay um, independent and, and do, your own, do your own stuff. So right now I got a good chop firewood. Okay, ciao ladies, be well, take care.